Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/fan and use code FAN. That's code FAN at prizepicks.com/fan. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. Kathy went to a Girl Scout meeting. We have like these leader meetings that all the leaders in our community have to go to. And she went to this leader meeting and our boss asked her a question. How do you keep older girls in Girl Scouts? Because we never lose any girls. Not really. We've lost one here and there. And I thought, how do we do that? And let's talk about that. And I know I'm always so worried that Girl Scouts is going to be boring. But people keep emailing me from the first Girl Scout episode saying it was not boring at all. So I'm hoping that this one is not boring either. I don't think any conversations with me and Kathy and Kirsten are boring ever. I don't think they could be, but that's just me. So anyway, we're talking about Girl Scouts and being leaders of older girls and kind of what we found that works and doesn't work. And, you know, maybe you could apply it to your classroom if you're a teacher. Maybe you could apply it to your Boy Scout troop if you're a leader or your gymnastics team if you're a coach. I don't know. Maybe some of it can be applied. So because really we're just talking about how do we keep middle schoolers and high schoolers engaged. That's really what it's about in the context of Girl Scouts. So I hope you enjoy it. I also have something very exciting. I have a mug. It's a wife of the party mug. So I've been wanting to make one of these really for me. For a long time. And then I thought, well, I'll just make a small batch to sell if anybody wants any. I apologize. They're $25, which I struggled with, but they cost me like 20 bucks to make. So I'm not really making any any money off of them, but I just thought they were cool and I wanted one for myself. So I made, I only made 40. So go for it. If you want a mug, I got 40 of them. If we sell out really fast, I'll make 40 more. It's it's cool. But uh, I thought I'd start with 40 and see how they went. So if you're interested in a mug, you can go to wifeotp.com and purchase a mug. Thank you so much for showing up every week. I love doing this podcast. I love getting your emails. I even love the emails saying, hey, you really screwed this one up. I love it. I want to know all of it. I want to hear everything. So keep sending me emails. You can email me through the same website, wifeotp.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a Wife of the Party page on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I think it's L. Kreischer um, on Instagram. And I'm pretty easy to find because my husband is obnoxiously loud. So if you can't find me through me, you can definitely find me through him. Thank you for showing up. I hope you enjoyed this episode about Girl Scouts. I really had fun talking about it. So I hope you learned something because I learned something. All right. Thanks for coming back.
debating whether I should take these off. Why am I wearing sunglasses? Oh my God. I had oh. mine too, actually. Which is but it was kind of bright. It was bright it when was I left actually for driving here. Yeah. It was after school. This is SoCal habit. It is. You don't go anywhere without your sunglasses. They're as essential. How is it that my children don't understand that? I know. Mine don't yet either. Oh my God. Their entire lives. Yeah. But it maybe it's because this is where they've lived their entire lives. Yeah. So like Lily's pretty stupid. good about wearing sunglasses, isn't she? She used to be really good oh, okay. about it. She's not as good anymore. I think she doesn't have the one she wants. Like they're not cool uh, enough or whatever. I'm not sure. My it's kids, unclear. I think, think it's an affectation that I wear them. And I'm like, we have blue eyes. Like it is like the ophthalmologist has told us blue eyes. They let in more light yeah. than darker eyes. Yeah. Like. Of course, wear your sunglasses, but it just yeah, my it's kids just bright. are just oblivious. My so kids true. don't either. I keep saying to Georgia now that she's Especially learning to drive. Driving. Yes, yeah, that is the you thing. You need them. Yeah, you actually they are essential. You and she'll be driving. Them, she'll yeah. forget them and go. I can't see anything. And I'm like, yeah, you need some sunglasses. Right. It's not. It's not rocket science here. Max is convinced his ears are uneven, so like they're crooked on his face, and he won't wear them. Oh my God. My, I have the same problem. But everybody my has ears a problem, are uneven. don't they? But I don't know. That's what he's convinced. He's like, they look yeah. stupid. My ears are uneven. I don't know if that's my ears or the bridge of my nose or what. My ears are uneven. always uneven. Like I, that's normal. Hard. It's yeah, normal to have it is normal. some, yeah. And some non-symmetrical items on your body. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> normal. But I have to go, my, my sunglasses are a prescription because right. I don't have a bad enough eyesight to need contacts, but it's bad enough that I need them to drive. Right. I don't need them. Like, I can see you fine. But for driving, I just can need them me, for distance. I can see you fine, too. <laughs> um, but so they won't. The, he, he's like, you're just not ready for contact. You're not ready. So don't get them when you're not ready. He was like, trust me, you won't want them. So just just be good with not having contact. So but that means I'm tethered to my prescription sunglasses. Right. I have to have them or right. I can't really see to drive. I can, but not like, I can't read the street signs until I'm right up on them. So, um, I can't I, do that with my contacts. <laughs> <laughs> that may not be good. Let me guess. Have you not been to the eye doctor either? Have you made uh, an appointment? I go to the eye doctor every year because I can't get uh, contacts without them. Have it's you made a doctor's appointment? Oh, yeah. It's done. Over. I'll, you already oh, did been, your... What? I've done everything. You had your physical? What? I've had it. I've had blood work. I've had, like, everything what? under the sun. Okay, wait, wait, a wait a minute. Okay, first of all, why were we not informed? Why is this the first that we're hearing exactly. of it? Exactly. And um, you know how many emails I get asking me? Has she done it? Has she done oh, it? Oh, yes. And I'd asked you over and over again. I felt at this point I was being invasive. Okay, this is a social media post, if ever there was <laughs> one. Um, wife of the party needs to celebrate Kathy Fromkin <laughs> getting her physical. Yes, Massive I will tell clap. you, though, what a fucking nightmare it was to get a doctor yeah <laughs> the actual doctor the appointment like that is not the issue but freaking a man i understand why i didn't do it for so long and why people don't like it took me four days of like searching to find an acceptable doctor it was insanity really so we have what oh <laughs> alexa shut up um we have what I think is decent insurance. Sorry. It's okay. Did I say? So you thought you had what you thought was decent insurance? Yeah, like it is decent insurance yeah. as far as I know. Like we've had it forever, whatever. So I go on, I search for a doctor and it's a fucking disaster. I put in two criteria, something close to my house and female. 
right? So the first 12 pages, I have male doctors, I have oncologists, I have allergists. I'm like, that's not. And I kept thinking I was doing something wrong. <laughs> so I like redid the search and it same thing. I'm like, why? What is happening? Why can't you have a search engine that actually gives me what I want? Yeah, that's yeah. a pretty simple filter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. And there's not that's many. Amazing. Like I wasn't, I was like, I need a general practitioner. Anyway. And then every doctor I search is like one star, like terrible what? reviews on vital, like whatever it is, vital, like md.com, like whatever the two are. Um, they're terrible. I'm like, who would go to these people? Like they're terrible doctors. So I get annoyed and I give up and I go back and I give up. And like literally uh, for days, I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, this sucks. Yeah. This is such a waste of my friggin' time. <sighs> I get really annoyed. I was like, I have to find a fucking doctor. If I don't, people are going to kill me. These so people. I do. Yes, these two yes, people. I know. So I do the stupidest thing in the world. What? I Google female doctor in Los Angeles, <laughs> which is so stupid. How are you going to find a doctor through Google? Right. But you did, didn't you? Mm. Two days later. <laughs> Two days. So, and again, it's the same thing. The first six pages are all male doctors. They're all like whatever. And I are you get kidding? It. I get it because I'm sure somewhere in their bio it says treats male and female. Right. So right, right. Right. I get how they want to maximize their search hits or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But for somebody who's actually trying for something very specific, it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. Which, which isn't even that find. specific. I mean, that's it's really not. That it's specific. really not. So anyway, I go through pages and pages, and I can't find anyone. And randomly, as I'm flipping through, I find a. Um, like a health center, not a clinic, but like a health center. I'm like, oh, I drive by that place all the time. And I keep going because why the hell is a health clinic coming up when I'm asking for a specific doctor? Who knows? Long story. I end up going back to that place that has great reviews, great doctors. They have another center that's even closer. End of story. And you go to and the then, health center. So then I go to the center. I find a doctor. First available appointment is like in two days but it's like at 1130. And the one negative thing about this particular doctor is that she's super thorough. So she's always late. I was like, so if I get an 1130 appointment, it's going to be uh, 2.30. I want 9 a.m. I want the first available appointment, which of course wasn't until like three weeks later. Right. I was like, fuck it, whatever. Like, you're like, you I've waited know, like nine years. Yeah, yeah. I can well, wait another three weeks. Well, you know what? I actually didn't. I was like, listen, if you know it's going to be an hour, then you just have to have that in your head. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be shocked if I have to wait an hour. I'm not going to be like annoyed because they're telling me I'm going to wait an hour. Yeah. So I took the first available appointment. My appointment was at 1130. I walked in. I did all of the paperwork. I had the physical. I had the pap smear. I went and then walked down the hall to get blood work done. And I was out by 1220. Wow. I was like, wait a minute. That was the easiest thing in the world. Wow. Amazing. And yeah. now it's the easiest thing in the world to go next year because as now you have a doctor. As long as she freaking retire or move to Minnesota like my last doctor, then we're totally good. Yeah. You liked yes. her? Yeah, she was lovely. That's great. Yeah. And, and you're healthy? Nice. Not dying. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yay! Mission accomplished, Yay, Kathy. Kathy did it. You should really celebrate that. Well, no, I don't. I mean, really. You should celebrate that. No, that it's was stupid that it took no, that long. No, it is long. not no. stupid. You know but. why it's not stupid? Because it took you a long time to get that done. It took you forever. Like, and that was actually the most annoying part. I actually remember this happening when I went seven years ago mm. that I couldn't find a doctor. I'm mm. like, why is it so flipping yeah. hard? I don't understand. No. Like, it should just be easy. 
Like, and why are there so many bad doctors in Los Angeles? Well, there's bad everything in every industry in every city. But I know what you mean. I have really good doctor karma. I seem to hit on good ones like right away. And I almost always get them from word of mouth. uh Um, Me too. But so I've never really had to struggle through that. It sounds terrible. This way, there was actually one doctor who had, I had gotten a referral for, but she was a DO. What's a DO? A doctor of obstetrics. Oh, Um, okay. And I was like, and she like had great reviews, uh, like everywhere. And I was like, and Stephen uh, happened to be over my shoulder. And he's like, why would you go there? You don't need that. Like, that's not really appropriate. And I was like, oh, you're kind of right. And I was like, fine, I'll just keep searching. And then like at some point in the middle of the night, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going there because it's easy. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, okay, fine. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) But look at the struggle you went through just to get a doctor's appointment. It was literally four days. Yeah, that's insane. Where I like put in actual effort to find one. I'm like, this is so stupid. So as long as she doesn't retire, (laughs) we're golden. It it is. The process sounds (laughs) stupid. That it sounds- was really frustrating. I have to say it was really way harder than it should be. I wonder if, you know, back in the day, I found my doctor. She's an internist. Mm-hmm. I found her in 1997. So I've been with her since 97. And at that point, my insurance card came with a directory, yeah, like a hardbound directory that was organized by area. So I just flipped to... Uh, yeah, Beverly Hills, because I thought, well, all the best doctors are going to be in Beverly Hills. Why would I go somewhere else? And I live 10 minutes from Beverly Hills. I don't live in Beverly Hills, but I can get there. So I flipped to Beverly Hills and and just flipped through. I wanted a woman. And she was, I think, one of the first women. And I just went to her and I just liked her. It was yeah. that simple. Yeah. So the Internet has made it far more complicated. You know, I was just listening to a podcast, The Happiness Project. That you told me about. Didn't you tell me about that? I did. About choices. Have you listened to that one? I am um I'm behind on all my podcast listening because I got really into audiobook listening. Oh yeah. This in the past couple of months. So oh, good. I'm very I don't know if I've heard this one yet. Oh but you know what? I started a book too. that I think you'll like. Oh. What is it? Last night. Oh crap. Uh Little Fires Everywhere. Oh, I read it. By, did you read it? Yes. I loved it. I'm yeah. two hundred pages in it's in good. one day. Wow. Yeah. And it's going to be a movie or a TV, I think, oh, maybe a TV it? series. I think Reese Witherspoon oh, is producing really? it, maybe. Is this a book I would oh, like? Interesting. Probably. It's fiction. Fiction. Uh, not that you don't read fiction, I but do I read feel fiction. like you have yeah. so much on your plate. I do. That I feel like that falls to the side. But yeah, I think you would like it. I like, I've been, I've started doing the really dumb thing of purchasing books I want to read and piling them up, which doesn't make you feel stressed at all, <laughs> just for the record. It makes me feel that's, massively that's stressed. bad feng shui. But that is something I, I'm like, I don't want to forget that book and I'll forget it if I don't have it. So my intention is at some point to get through these books. But the fiction I like to read at night like because yeah. I'll end up falling asleep. So Little Fires Everywhere. I've heard mm-hmm. that of that, too. She's written other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't read anything of hers. I but I've read one other of hers. I'm trying to... I can't think of it. I've heard her name for a long time, but I've never read anything What's until her name? this one. Celeste. Celeste. And Celeste her last name some... is N-G. Ng, maybe? Ng. Yeah, I don't know how Ng. to pronounce it, but... Huh. Yeah. Okay, little fires everywhere. Okay, yeah. so the happiness. Project. Yeah, sorry, the happiness project. No, that's fine. Um, they did an episode about choices and about how having too many choices makes us less happy. Yes, they call mm-hmm. it decision fatigue. 
Is that what they call it? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't get to that part of the podcast. Well, I don't know if it was on that podcast, but I know she's talked about that at other times. And as soon as I heard that expression, I was like, oh, I've never felt so heard. I just... (laughs) I, I relate to that so much that just decision fatigue. It was so much easier when it was like growing up. It was like Levi's or Lee. I know, right? <laughs> You're so right. Sergio Valente or Gloria Vanderbilt. Yeah. Which one? Yeah. Sassoon. That was three or Dash. Or Jordash, right? That's it. That's it. You're so I agree with you, too. I feel mm-hmm. that way, too. It, and it's not just about what coffee do I get? Those type of decisions. To me, I started feeling this lately. There are so many decisions to be made via email, text message, mm-hmm. constantly that I don't think our parents made as many decisions in that small way than we do. Like, uh, the, I feel like every day is a constant decision making day. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just talked about that with my mom because where I grew up and I believe it is still this way. You go to your local elementary school. Mm-hmm which feeds into your local middle school, which feeds into your local high school. No choosing. Yeah. And you don't even think about it. No, me yeah. neither. No. And, there, yeah. and now I believe there are a couple of exceptions. Like they used to have French immersion at most of the schools. Now it is concentrated at one school. So in that case, you in go Canada. outside of your... In, in, in Kitchener, Waterloo, Ontario, <laughs> Canada. Yes. yes. In this particular school board. And um, with us, I mean, we have this wonderful wealth of choices. We have many public schools from which to choose, mm-hmm. many charter schools, many private schools. There's parochial private. There's, uh, you know, there are uh, magnet schools, magnet yep. schools. There are so many options, but it always leads. It leaves me feeling like I am failing as a parent. Mm-hmm. You're terrified because, to make the wrong choice. Yeah. 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 Um, it's yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree totally. And even within the decision of the school, there's decisions within the program. That, yeah. Yes, right? the programs or the. Is your kid's going to yes. do a humanities program? Are they going to do uh, media arts and tech? Are they going to do STEAM or and STEM? Are they going to do so environmental? That was not an option when I went to high school. No. It was just you went there and yes, you chose your your electives like you yes you have to do English and math and whatever the regular things and then you chose your electives and it's like okay well I chose drama so therefore I can't do art right yeah (laughs) it's pretty basic yeah you're right it's not like that now it really isn't I think the flexibility of it can be paralyzing Uh do you know what I mean yes like you go to high school and you go okay you can take health class in school or you can take it in the summer and you can take language in school or you could take sign language off off campus at this um, college campus and then the kids are like now I'm feeling pressured now I have Mm -hmm. to take I really want to take art so in order to do that I have to take health in the summer and I and it's just everything is too much it's too much decision but but I didn't actually finish the podcast about having too many decisions making you unhappy. But I think when you Google female doctor and you're flooded with things that don't even meet your criteria. Pages and pages of results. Yeah, it shuts you down. On an activity that you're already completely mentally fatigued by before you've even started. Right, yeah, exactly. Which is why you haven't started it for so many years. I mean, that's it's very defeating. It was way more challenging than I thought it was going to be. And then for nothing, for what? For 50 minutes? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the actual act in and of itself is nothing. Yeah. And that's never been the issue, really. Right. It's just 
it's so daunting. Like, ugh. But you did it. It honestly, yes, it makes me done. so happy to hear that you did that. <laughs> me too. Because yes. I was harassing Sorry. her a lot too. <laughs> I kind of backed off and thought, okay, is is Kathy really irritated at this point? <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, I'm going to leave it alone for a little bit. Let's leave it alone. But people nope. still email me. Has she it's gone done. to the doctor? It's done. Yes. So everybody. 100%. Yes. She's gone to the doctor and she is yes. healthy. Yay. Yes. We will keep her for a little longer. Yeah, you're stuck with me for a while. Good. I'm <laughs> glad to know that. Phew. Yeah. Phew. So. Well, I wanted to talk about Girl Scouts today again. And, you know, the first time we did that Girl Scout episode, I thought, and I said, I know this is going to be boring to a lot of people. And I can't believe how many people have emailed me and said not boring at all. Even men who don't aren't involved in Girl Scouts are like, I found it very interesting. I thought it was a very good conversation. So... I'm qualifying it again. This may be a boring <laughs> conversation for some of you. I get it. But this is why I want to talk about it. Kathy, talk mm. about our, we we go to, we are required to go to a service unit meeting once a month, which is where there, we have like a boss and all of the leaders in our community, in our, uh, our area, our designated area, are supposed to gather together and meet and talk about what's going on in the entire Girl Scouts, in Girl Scouts in LA, in Girl Scouts in our service unit or neighboring service units um, to set our calendar, to kind of plan things as a service unit. So once a month, the second Thursday of every month, one of us is supposed to go to this meeting. And usually it's me and it's usually Kathy because it's right down the street from her house. But I, I try I try to go as much as I can. And uh, Kirsten just doesn't go at all. <laughs> I've been to a She's the smart I'm one. Joking, I've been to a I'm couple joking. in the past. I'm but, just joking. Yes. It really is Kathy is, more than yeah. anybody because it is literally like two minutes from her house, which is a bummer. I tend to go to the, the meetings yeah, for is, the cookies and nuts, which, which is, is two, two minutes, minutes from, from my house. house. <laughs> right. But... At this last meeting, Kathy came back and told us something I thought was really amazing. And I thought we should we should podcast about this again. So, so it was actually over two meetings. Oh, okay. Because I've been to two. recently. <laughs> <laughs> now, the first one started with, um, they always try to do some sort of kooky training or like craft project that you can bring back to your troop. How, however, a couple of months ago, um, they did this really interesting training where you wrote down whatever sort of problem you were having in your troop and crumpled it up, threw it in a bucket, exchanged buckets, you pulled one out, and then that sort of group of people sort of um, gave suggestions as to how to help. Um, a, apparently, in that meeting, a lot of what came out was um, people having difficulties with older troops. Most most of the people who attend these meetings now have older girls. Mm -hmm. We're all in a very similar position. There's one brand new troop that has little daisies. Um, and I feel so bad for these women who look like deer in headlights. They are so overwhelmed. Aww. And um, yeah, I feel bad for them. Anyway, so the rest of the leaders there have much older girls like we do. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the next meeting we come back and the our boss, Jackie, is like, I looked at all of the notes and the majority of them are about how do we deal with problems, retaining older girls, keeping them engaged and all of that kind of stuff. So we had this conversation about that very thing. Um, and it was probably one of the most helpful things we've done in a very long time. I yeah. wish they would do more of this kind of stuff. But essentially, it was like, how do we retain girls who are in middle and high school who don't 
necessarily even want to be seen as Girl Scouts because it's weird. Nobody ever wants to wear their vest out in public because it's embarrassing. And oh, I just dealt with that this week when Georgia had one day Mm -hmm. after school because you you can only sell cookies in daylight. You can't sell in the dark. And Georgia's in softball until dark every day. So I finally one day she didn't have softball. I picked her up from the bus and said, "Okay, you're selling cookies today. And she's like, nope. I said, yeah, this is the last week of cookie season. You haven't sold cookies all season. You're going to sell cookies today just to our neighbors in the neighborhood. Isla took all the cookies down to Bert's management firm's office and sold hundreds of boxes of cookies down there without Georgia. And they share the profits because it's not fair that Georgia can't go because she's a softball. So why should Isla sell 200 boxes and Georgia sell 15? That's not really fair. So I make them kind of team Team it up. So I was like, Isla did the office. You're doing the neighborhood. Fine. So she comes home. I need to change clothes. She comes out ready to go. No vest. And I said, where's your vest? And she was like, do I really have to wear it? I said, yeah, you do. You can't sell cookies without your vest. You have to wear it. So she very begrudgingly put her vest on. And uh, obviously, an adult has to go with them when they're mm-hmm. selling cookies. So we went from door to door to our neighbors. We've been selling cookies, too, since Georgia was in the second or third grade. And it was one of the most amazing experiences, I think, for Georgia recently. She came home. I mean, everybody was like, you're still a Girl Scout. I'm so proud of you. You have no idea what a commitment. That's such a great commitment. And you should be really proud of your every single neighbor who has been buying cookies for her forever. So when we got home, she stopped and said, Mom, I'm really sorry I was a jerk about that. That was really, really awesome. And I thought, that's what you have to remind them of. Right. Is that piece, is that, yes, it, it in for the exact moment, you feel like a dork for putting that vest on. But then you go through this whole process, and at the end of it, you go, wow, that actually was really pretty special. And I'm really proud of that. Um, so anyway... This is exactly what you're talking about is Mm -hmm. that they don't want to wear the vest and they don't want to be, quote, since she won't let me take the cookies to softball. I've already emailed all the parents. We're selling Girl Scout cookies, which she told me I could do, but I can't physically take them to the softball field and sell them. If someone buys them, I can deliver them, but I can't bring them for her to sell at the games. No, absolutely not. Just so crazy. But yeah, it's funny. Lily had the same thing. She would not for the first week, like ask her friends at school. Yeah. And then like once she did, it was like the floodgates opened. Yeah. And you're oh. like, what's the problem? Yeah, when same. the cat's like, out of the bag, they're like, yes. you're a Girl Scout? Yeah. You're selling cookies? Yeah. They're yeah. so excited. Yeah. They're the it's most just, popular person at school. Yeah. During sudden. cookie season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they are it's, really yeah. embarrassed. They're and, so embarrassed. Yeah. Like it's such a negative thing in their minds. I'm not even sure their peers see it as negative. I don't think their peers. Maybe see it if they negative. saw them in the vest, it would be negative. I totally get that piece of it, but in and of itself, and there are so many adults who give them praise. Yeah, like Lily's been working on her silver award, and the adults are like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome!" Like, and she feels so good, mm-hmm. but with her peers, she doesn't, which yeah. is so frustrating. I mean, she does obviously in the troop, but yeah, in the troop. But I know what you mean. It's the same. They all hide it. Georgia yeah. hides it from all her friends, except yeah. for her friends who are also Girl Scouts. Right. And I and she did the same thing. It took her a while to start selling cookies at school. And then it was like a freaking flood. Yeah. She was bringing like two, three bags of cookies to school every day mm-hmm. and was proud of it. Yeah. It's just that leap. It's that 
initial, mm, and, you know, she didn't have to wear a vest at school. Right. Of course not. She can't wear a vest at school. So I don't know. It's a really, um, it's a really interesting time mm-hmm. in Girl Scouts from sixth grade on. So just so everybody knows, we have a troop of sixth, seventh, eighth, and tenth graders. Um, the sixth, seventh, and eighth graders meet together uh, at one meeting, and the tenth graders meet separately at another meeting every other week. So uh, the younger girls meet on Fridays and the older girls meet on Sundays of the same week, but it's every other week. And then sometimes we do things together. Like if we have a fundraiser, the 10th graders will come in with the younger girls. If we go camping, we all do things together. But um, but the older girls wanted to stay separate. Um, they wanted their own. They wanted a little autonomy from Girl Scouts. I think they wanted to run their own show and not be part of, you know, the younger girls, which... I think it's hard, too, for people to understand. Well, I think, tell me, Kathy, keep going with what what happened at the meeting. Because I think that Jackie said some things to you that led me to say we should have this conversation. Um, So basically, she brought up the conversation and, you know, it was all about retaining people. And then she kind of uh, (laughs) put me on the spot. And she's like, so you have 22 girls and you guys haven't lost anyone in forever. So what do you do? I'm like, uh, I don't. <laughs> um, we're just super cool we're awesome super cool moms <laughs> we dance a lot yeah i said do. actually what i said i said you know the funny thing is and i this is a little tough for us because as leaders we tend to be really organized and on top of things and we're like we can do this and this and this and this and our girls are not interested in that our no. girls want downtime and i feel like we've backed off a lot mm-hmm. like our we meeting, really have. Our meeting starts yeah. at four, but we don't really start until 430 yeah. because 415, the girls need a minute to come together because a lot of these girls are now all in separate schools. They don't see each other anymore on a regular daily basis. So they need a minute to come back together and to be a troop. And we can sit there and be like, OK, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then we're battling with them. Yeah. Please stop talking. Please stop talking. And like we're not getting anything accomplished anyway. Right. So if we just take a breath. And give them 20 minutes to get their like social on. And then we can sort of rein them in a little bit easier. So I feel like, you know, while it's really hard for us to be like, oh, my God, we could be doing so much more. Part of what we discussed, and you said this at our meeting before we even started this year, was our goal is to keep these girls engaged. Yeah. And if social is how we keep them engaged, that's what we need to do. That's what we need to build in. So... There's a lot more downtime. There's a lot more social. There's a lot more, you know, and some of the other troops were talking about <clears throat> asking the girls what they want to do and having it be girl led, which I think we've done for a very long time. Yes, Every single year we sit down and have a conversation with them. What do you guys want to do? What's important to you? And it's been pretty consistent for the same for the last three, four five years. Yeah. They all have all said the same thing, um, but they really just want to connect yeah. So I feel like that is our job. That's how we keep them. That's it, how we have not lost. It seems many like girls. the older they get, the less motivated they are by a badge. Like, yeah. And the more motivated they are to just hang out together. Mm-hmm. And so if Friday afternoons are just a social club, then called Girl Scouts, then so be it. Yes. Like, I agree. We, we did let go of a lot. Like We mm-hmm. did just say, you know what? If we earn two badges a year, fine. If we earn one badge a year, totally fine. What do you want to do? Because 
We talked about this probably in the last episode about Girl Scouts, but our goal, number one, is to make this a safe group of girls for each other. Mm -hmm. Because as they get older, groups in their respective schools aren't always safe. So if this place is always safe, no matter what, they can walk in the door and just exhale. So if we've accomplished that, I think that we that that's amazing to give mm -hmm. them that, that space to just walk in and go, oh, I can just be myself. I've been myself with these girls since kindergarten, and I can still just be that person for an hour and a half every other week. And I think that really keeps them coming back. The social is mm -hmm. a big part of that. But also, we just finished World Thinking Day, which for those of you who aren't involved in Girl Scouts is, why don't you explain it, Kirsten, since you're kind of World Thinking Day head. <laughs> uh, the, it's it's basically like the science fair, but of with countries instead yes. of mm -hmm. science. So the kids get together in small groups. Well, uh, usually um, with, through Girl Scouts, there is a service unit led World Thinking Day where each troop comes with a country. And so they will dress in the the country of origins costume. Um, they'll learn a phrase. They'll maybe make a craft. They'll bring a snack. Um, and then they'll have this like trifold board, like a science fair board with a lot of information and pictures about the country. Um, but last year, based on our girl-led feedback, um, the girls really wanted it to be more low-key, and Kathy had the brilliant idea of doing it just an in-meeting World Thinking Day. So instead of the entire troop working on the same country, they would branch off into smaller groups of two or three kids and um, each choose a country. And we did that last year, and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. They had a blast. It was very low-key. They just didn't want the big spectacle of it. Um, and while we do lose some of that community with our, you know, sort of our greater community, greater Girl Scout community, it was awesome for our little micro community. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. And I think that's part of what I think maybe not being rigid in the context of Girl Scouts is really important in this age, right? Yes. So we're still doing World Thinking Day. We're still doing what World Thinking Day is. But they don't want to do it in a larger group. And none of them do the weekends anyway. Like we lose no, girls yeah. anytime we do weekend stuff. Yeah. So this way, I mean, we lost a lot of girls this time because they all had stuff. But yeah. there's so many who are engaged when it's our regular Friday meeting. Yes, they are. We'll, we get so many more girls coming to that yeah. than we would to a weekend event. Yes. So. And so, and isn't that the point? So I think when someone asks how do you keep girls there? That's one of the ways you do it. We want to do World Thinking Day. We don't want to do it the way Girl Scouts wants us to do it, which is in a service-wide, you know, one troop represents one country. Well, I personally don't see anything wrong with doing it the way we did it within our own meeting. And I think some, I would, I would, I would uh, encourage any leaders listening to start thinking like that, right? To start thinking like Girl Scout says we need to accomplish this item. How can we do it in a way that fits this, our girls' wants, needs, interests, and not try to shove them into the Girl Scout box and try to maybe bring the Girl Scout box to them? Because 
remember in middle school they're really self-interested so they're and not very opinionated too yeah. yes more and more opinionated all the time <laughs> they are and they're not interested in complying with another school-like thing I, you know it's so funny on sun the day after or two days after i was boothing with a bunch of the younger girls and they were joking about world thinking day and they were joking about and I didn't even notice this on one of their posters. Somebody had, I, I don't even remember what it was, drawn something at the bottom that was completely irrelevant. It was goofy. It was some sort of like. Was it a smiley face? I, no, it was like a pineapple or something random. Oh, how funny. Like unrelated to Sounds like about right. whatever. Yes, that was right. And in my head, I was like, oh, but that's why this also works. Yeah. Because we don't give a shit that there's a pineapple at the bottom. But if we were going to World Thinking Day with our troop poster, we probably wouldn't green light a pineapple in Germany or whatever. Yeah, you know our, what our I mean? poster yeah. was like, really fancy when we went to the service unit. <laughs> yes, one, it's like very Pinterest like. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, but that's not what they want. That's not who they are. And it's not and necessary. They, they are work these so hard in school. They're, yes. they're getting pushed so hard that's in right. school. We don't want to make no. another school. And sometimes badge work or World Thinking Day or whatever just ends up being more school. Yes. yes. Which is not the point. No, no. The point is have fun them. while yeah. learning. And, and you they know, were really excited when they got to pick yeah. their countries. They were like, we can pick anything. And, it, you know. Yes. And, and, and they were great when they presented. They're excited and they actually learned something. I whether guess. they realize it or not. <laughs> Let's not tell them. Exactly. But they're super excited and engaged. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to do kind of whatever they wanted, whereas some girls who weren't there, they had a video representing them and then they were goofy afterwards. And when they presented, they were goofy. You know what I mean? Whereas they had that freedom to exhale and be themselves and be silly and goofy and accepted. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that would happen in a larger context. They wouldn't be that way. No, they wouldn't have been that way at the service unit. I don't think so. They wouldn't have let loose and enjoyed themselves. They really enjoyed themselves. I think that's another goal we have is that they Uh are enjoying themselves, not that they are trudging through a meeting. (laughs) I don't want anybody there that's not enjoying themselves. So how do we make it something they enjoy? Even the older girls that I'm, I'm the only one that really works with the older girls on a regular basis because it's Georgia and her three friends. Um, But I try to look at every meeting is how can this be enjoyable or fun or so informative is undeniable, right? It may not be fun. So Kathy and I kind of developed this financial badge because I I think I can say we feel that there's, there's a lot of repetition in Girl Scouts. There's a lot of doing, this is my complaint about Girl Scouts. When you have a financial badge in first and second grade, when you're a brownie, It's basically the same badge in third and fourth grade, basically the same badge in fifth and it's uh, the whole way up. It's the same thing repeated. And I think they think they've made it different, but they haven't. It's the same shit over and over again. There's no um, broadness to a lot of these badges. They're very kind of singularly focused. And I think Girl Scouts thought process is, well, this way. A girl can step into our uh, organization at any time and not have missed anything. But for the lifers, for the kindergarten through 12th graders, it gets very fucking boring. Very quickly. Really repetitive. Mm -hmm. And by middle school, they don't want to do it again. 
So we've had to reinvent some of these badges, even kind of sort of, sorry, Girl Scouts, cheating Mm -hmm. and saying, this badge is going to go for these set of criteria that aren't actually what you're asking them to do. Because we've already done this criteria. In, in essence, we've already earned this badge. <laughs> I mean, so many of the badges, like with camping, is the same way. Yeah. We just did this last year. So why are we doing this again this year? I don't understand. There's one badge for camping that starts simple and gets more in-depth in every step. And it's a badge for every level. It's mm-hmm. that like eight-part yeah. badge. That one makes sense to me. But that's the only one. That's the only one. The yes. rest of them are the same shit. Just repackage. The financial badge. Practice giving change to your customers selling cookies. Yeah, You're if, like, really? If they don't know how to give change in high in school after doing this God since sake, kindergarten, like, there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Can we practice? Maximize your customer base. No shit. We've been doing this since second <laughs> yeah. grade. Right. I have it's maximized so, my customer yeah. base. It's so dumb. So Kathy and I, I called Kathy one day and was like, here's what I think we should do. I think we mm-hmm. should teach like a basic math class which is what I had in high school. It's like life math. Like, mm-hmm. how do you balance your checkbook? What is a bill? What does it look like when you get a bill? How do you how do you write a budget? What's a check stub? What? Yeah. Well, how do you read a tech check stub? What are all these FICA, Social Security? What does all this mean on your check stub? So we spent a day last summer c- kind of coming up with a five-step badge for how to teach these 10th graders about money. And I told them before we started... I said, Kathy and I have come up with this badge. It's about money. It sounds really boring. But trust me, this is going to be really important in a very short period of time. So let's see how we like it. And let's let's really figure this out together. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to teach you this. And and I you tell me if I've left anything out or if there's something that's not clear or something that you don't understand or if or, you hate it or if you hate it or if there's something that you'd like to know more about. And we've just been kind of figuring it out with these 10th graders. And it's been the most amazing, amazing thing. And I wish Girl Scouts had some loosely based badge work about anything about like mm-hmm. how to care for a household or you know, how to, uh, they have one about how to plan a trip, which is really great when they're older, when they're in seniors and ambassadors, they have this like, um, travel log, multiple page worksheet about budgeting and planning for a trip, which is really great. I wish they would take that model and apply it to other places, but they don't. So Kathy and I took that model without knowing and applied it to finances. Mm -hmm. And every girl is going home to their mom and saying that was the best meeting ever. I learned so much in that meeting and I know that it's practical stuff that I will use later. And I don't know why Girl Scouts hasn't taken that point of view, especially for the high school girls. How do we take over home ec? Because home ec isn't in school anymore. Not that, and everybody thinks home ec is about cooking, whatever and it is. But for me, home ec was also about writing a budget for your household, balancing your checkbook. It was about practical planning, planning a dinner party. Like this past week, we had a short meeting because one of our girls is playing water polo. So she had a, a match before and after, and everybody had plans later in the day. So we had this one hour where we could meet. So I taught them how to set a formal table. Like I used to work in fine dining restaurants. So I taught them how to set a fine dining table. Uh, Tatum was jumping 
up and down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> You're going to teach us how to set a table? Oh my God, I can't believe this is so much. She was jumping up and down. We did it at Tracy's house, another mom. She got all her formal china, mm-hmm. china and silver out. And we set a table, a proper proper table and i they had a blast and i taught them how to fold a napkin four ways that's all for my restaurant i mean it's a, a waitress for eight years so i was like here's four folds and your homework assignment is to set this formal table for your dinner and i also gave them each uh, the happiness project did a thing about gratitude and how Gratitude is actually more effective long-term when you do it every day and it's a minor thing you're gra- grateful for. Not like I'm grateful for my health, I'm grateful mm-hmm. for my family, but I'm grateful that Kirsten let me l- borrow her pen because I really needed it and I'm grateful for that. So if you track that gratitude, it has deeper long-term effects like even on your health. Um, so I was talking to them about that. And I was like, I'd like for you to set the table in gratitude and say what you're grateful for. I gave them a journal and said, let's just try every day writing down one small thing you're grateful for. You don't even have to write, I'm grateful for. You can write, you know, I didn't trip over that route I trip over every day. Or my friend loaned me her pencil in math class. Like, just make a list of what you're grateful for and see how it affects how you feel. They weren't super happy about that part. <laughs> but the setting the table, I was like, set the table in gratitude for your mom who cooks dinner every day. Just be aware of being grateful when you set the table and see how it makes you feel about the finished product. There's no badge for that. I have no badge yeah. to give them. No badge for that. They are nothing except how to set a table. Right. But I think there should be a badge for that. Why isn't there some kind of etiquette badge at that level? You know, you're going to be getting a lot of graduation gifts. You would hope that a parent would have taught them how to write a proper thank you note. But I have a feeling a lot of Girl Scouts didn't get that parenting. So if they're targeting, you know, all demographics of girls, then there are some demographics of girls who won't have those skills. So I don't know why they don't make a badge for how to set a proper table, how to write a proper thank you note, how to, you know, I don't know, how to press a pleated skirt. Anybody press a pleated skirt? It fucking sucks. I fucking hate it. I hate it. But I don't know why they can't come up with something like that, you know? But the whole time I was going, I had this guilt, a little bit of guilt thinking, we're not earning anything. Yeah. This was really just a social gathering where I taught them how to set a table. What a bummer. That I can't give them something to say that was a Girl Scout sanctioned item. Well, I mean, yeah, that's unfortunate. But I don't I don't know that our girls care about that. No, like, the they token don't. badges are don't motivate them to do anything, probably because no. they're not interesting. So no. I don't feel so bad about that. But I know why I started as long this as we're speech. you know, doing something. Doing something they enjoy. And it's it has some sort that. of meaning. Yes. You know, there's a purpose to it. Yeah. Or a meaning. It's not just completely social. Like, let's just hang out all day. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, that's not really what we should be doing. And that's not what we're doing. But. No. But we're just doing less than we did when they were younger. Yeah. Accomplishing less than when they were younger, but accomplishing more by keeping them engaged. Correct. Right. Yes. It's a different kind of accomplishment. Yeah. Yes. I'm shocked these high schoolers are still into it. They look, they love it. So the other thing, so during World Thinking Day, a parent said to me um, something that's sort of relevant to this. She said, I can't remember how she said it, but it was basically like 
thank you so much for being flexible about when they can come. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not super rigid about like you have to attend every single meeting. It's That's not true. like a sports team where like you have to go or like a theater production, like you have to be there or you're out. Yeah. Essentially, we're we're very open yeah. and understand girls have a choice to make. And sometimes Girl Scouts is not first. Right. But the fact that they can still come back when it's available to them makes a difference. And there was a parent who was like, I'm so glad that it's not so rigid. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that is an adjustment on our part too. I think yeah. I think anybody who takes on a leadership role in the Girl Scouts, a, a mom who goes, raises her hand and says, I want to lead a troop, is probably a type A personality. It's <laughs> probably someone who's uber organized right. and really task oriented. And that doesn't go with what we're talking about, right? That personality yes. type has to take a breath because I am that personality type. And I would say that the two of you are also. <laughs> so, yes. So it does take a downshifting and a real shift in paradigm to go, that's not what this is about anymore. It was. It needed to be when they were younger. Mm -hmm. It needed to be very rigid and very organized and very on task and, and very planned every yes. minute we had something yes we knew what we were doing and very predictable for them mm -hmm. because if they couldn't predict they'd get really out of control <laughs> but now we're in a different phase yeah. of life right for these girls so for any leaders listening who are in the younger years coming into the older years maybe think about that because it's not my first instinct to let go in this way right but it is the right thing to do to, be, to do exactly what you're saying it, that's exactly right to be flexible and say come when you can don't when you don't earn the badge don't earn the badge sell the cookies don't sell the cookies come camping don't come camping we don't really care we just want you to come back yeah right. and to not worry about keeping up with the joneses like with the other troops in your area the other girls that you see at selling cookies in front of a grocery store and their vests are full of badges to be able to step back as an adult and to go, okay, good for them, but not feel like a failure. Like, Oh, we failed these children because yeah. they only have one, <laughs> one badge on their little vests. Um, they're not filling them up in the same way, but the, we just ha have to reevaluate the what is the priority? Is it more important to load them up with badges and have fewer girls? Because I can guarantee that there we would have lost a bunch of girls if we said this year we are going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G badges um, that a lot of them would have just said it's too much. Because it's like they, school. Yeah. yeah, they live, yeah. they lead pretty stressful lives, I think. I think that, you know, they're shuttling around even just by virtue of having schools that are far away from home often, mm -hmm. like riding the bus or getting driven um, for big chunks of the day. And whether they're in sports or they're, they have a million different activities, these girls. Um, so we don't want to really add to their plate. We want to, if anything, take away stress. Um, Enhance their plate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. I think our so. job is to fill their soul, not their vest. Yes, that's what I think. Oh, I agree. Well said. Thanks. Very well said, mm -hmm. Kathy. <laughs> Very well said. I feel that way too. And I feel I've said this before to be schmoopy. I said this at World Thinking Day. I feel really privileged to be able to watch them go through this process of friendship 
and of Girl Scouts and of learning and growing as people. There are many girls in our troop who would never have gone camping ever mm-hmm. if we hadn't taken them. And that is a privilege for me to be involved in that. I think that some leaders feel go into Girl Scout leadership and somehow start feeling burdened. And I think that's very easy to do. Super easy to do. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of parents who are flaky. There's a lot of kids who are unruly, who have behaviors that you don't enjoy. (laughs) And if you don't keep your perspective in the right place, which to me is about gratitude, I'm grateful that I get to watch these girls go through this process, then it's easy to become resentful and angry and quit, really. I'm just thinking about the first um, World (laughs) Thinking Day um, meeting that I think it was I think it was Leanne and I who were there and the kids were so excited. They had picked their countries and they were like, I mean, they were buzzing around like it was the most exciting thing that they got to do work. And we were kind of like, (laughs) how did we pull the wool over their eyes here? Because they were like researching, they're looking through books and writing down facts. And we were like, okay, my child is never this excited to do homework. But there was one child (laughs) who just said, this is the most boring meeting ever. I have never been more bored in my life. And she kept going on about this. And I was just sitting there going, okay, thank you for your feedback. Thank you. And I I was not having it. Like, I wasn't that thrilled. Like, I had already sort of, we'd all moved heaven and earth to even be there on that day. We all had stuff going on in our lives. And I was like, just looking at Leanne and thinking, this is so rewarding, isn't it? <laughs> it's so rewarding to be a leader <laughs> at this moment in time. Because talk about feedback, they are willing to give it ad <laughs> nauseum. Yes. <laughs> well, she chose also to sit next to me and Kirsten and just complain. Yeah, and well, to just, just give us a running. But you know what? Monologue. I I may have said this to you. I definitely said this to myself. I don't know if I said it to you. That's what she needed. Yes. That's the perspective to have in Girl Scouts. That's what that girl needed. She probably doesn't get to do that at home. She probably Mm -hmm. doesn't get to be at home and say, this sucks. Everything sucks. I hate this. I don't like that. So let her freaking do it. Let her her go. And I don't think it was necessarily even about World Thinking Day or the work. She just needed to vent in that moment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you did say that to me. And I was like, I know. I'm taking deep breaths. (laughs) Deep breaths. (laughs) Deep breaths. But it is hard to... It's hard to remember that, I think, sometimes mm-hmm. in the moment. It's, it's far easier to get irritated. At the, and, and I was irritated, too, <laughs> by the way. I'm not a saint over here. I was, my brain was going, Are you, shut the fuck up. Okay? Just shut up. Just get a book and read it. We get it. We get it. We you get don't it. like it. You're enough. the one that chose that country. I know. And then she was complaining about the country. We're like, but you can pick any country. Pick a different country, please, for the love of God. Pick four countries. Research all of them. Just shut up. That's what we were thinking. But you have to stop that and keep it inside yourself and realize that that's not your role in her life. Your role in her life is to be a completely safe place. She should not feel judged. She should not feel like a bad person or a bad girl because of of her bad behavior. I think she should feel, (laughs) not that incident, but we definitely have girls who've had bad behavior. Our job is to make it a place where you go, we just don't act like that. This is not how we act here. You may act like that at home and that's your business, but here we don't do that. So let's, let's do right here. I think it's worked. 
like in our troop. A thousand percent. I mean, we're the troop that always gets compliments every time we go anywhere. Yeah, Vivian was selling cookies on the last day. I saw her. Yes, and um, Jackie um, Uh was walking her dog by and she came and she was just, it couldn't have been nicer to Vivian. Vivian was actually quite poorly behaved. Well, Jackie's (laughs) our boss, by the way, our Girl Scout boss. And um, Jackie just talked about what a great troop we have and and mentioned all the things about that, you know, we keep girls in, um, the older girls in, and that it's really remarkable. And then she bought four boxes of cookies from Vivian, and she's got a house full of cookies. And I said, Jackie, I'm sure you don't need those. And she said, well, I don't have this flavor, and this is the flavor that I like. She said, yeah, I'm stuck with a whole bunch that I don't want to eat. Um, that's sweet. That is yeah. very sweet. She's a very she sweet lady. Very sweet. Yes. Talk yes. about a lifer. She's been doing yeah, this right. forever. And yeah. she has two troops. I know. And her girls are like adults. Yeah. Like our age adults. Yeah. Oh, her. Oh, you mean her daughters? Her daughter, oh, yeah. yeah. She has grandchildren. Yeah. she's. Yeah. Uh, doesn't yeah, she run yeah. her granddaughter's troop? I, I don't think? know. I don't know, actually. She's been doing it for so long. Yeah, forever. Forever. I think she's just one of those that just loves it, which is great. Yeah, I mm-hmm. talked about that with the girls when we were boothing that um, it, they they provide such a... a like a lovely space for um, reminiscing for Girl Scouts. And it is amazing how many people come up in the span yes. of boothing who are like, I was a Girl Scout. And like a, a much older lady came up saying, you know, when, oh, when I was a Girl Scout, a box of cookies was 50 cents. Oh, and God. yeah. So that it was a long time ago. She yeah. was quite, quite a bit older. But also it was really cool because like some, you know, hip millennials <laughs> came by, you know, cute girls with like nose piercings and colorful hair and whatever were like oh yeah I was a girl scout and I think the girls were like oh okay this is cool yeah (laughs) I like her (laughs) I feel like a dork right now in my vest but she did this and it really gives them like a sense of um legacy and and just like a sense of like belonging I said to them I was like you know do you realize that you didn't just sell cookies to these people you really like this is a community yeah you gave them an opportunity to talk about some like positive experiences that they had and you know some really cool things from their past that they maybe don't get to talk about all the time or even think about yeah yeah well I printed out some stats um there are 2.5 2.5 million girl and adult members worldwide of the Girl Scouts organization. 2.5 million. 750,000 of them are adults. That's a lot of adult volunteers mm-hmm. or, or members. They're adult members. It's pretty great. Um, famous Girl Scout alums. Taylor Swift. There's a ton of them, yeah. Mariah Carey. Abigail Breslin. Gwyneth Paltrow. Dakota Fanning. Venus and Serena Williams. Katie Couric, Barbara Walters, Robin Robert, Robin Roberts are some of them. Uh, Condoleezza Rice, Hillary Clinton. Uh, two CEOs. I'm going to murder their last name. Susan Wojcicki, CEO of YouTube, and the CEO of IBM, Virginia Rometty. Um, 69% of female U.S. senators are Girl Scout alums. 69%. Wow, I've heard that actually. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. Yeah. 57% of women serving in the House of Representatives are Girl Scout alums. Five out of nine current female governors are Girl Scout alums. Oh, that's cool. 
The Girl Scout Cookie Program is the largest girl-led business in the world. They sell 200 million boxes of cookies every year. That's crazy. 200 million boxes of cookies? That is crazy. It's about $800 million worth. Um, I know, right? That's so crazy. <laughs> right. Um, uh, what else is in here? I think that's kind of it. But that's kind of crazy, right? And this was founded in 1912. That's how old yeah. this is. Pretty old. So I have a cookie-related comment that relates to having an older troop. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was just thinking about how when I, before I had kids, and if I was grocery shopping as a young adult and saw Girl Scouts outside of the store, I would I'd buy cookies from them. It's like you know a rule. You're you're a, a psychopath if you don't stop at a lemonade stand <laughs> and buy totally. lemonade from a little kid. Totally, you know? totally. Um, but I really feel like I was more inclined to like buy from the little cute daisies mm-hmm. oh they're adorable it's their first opportunity i'm really teaching them something oh they're adorable and i realize having middle schoolers that um in so many ways i'm not just talking about with girl scouts in so many ways society just sort of passes them by they are they're not small and cute I think our girls are adorable. It's so but- funny that you're saying this. So on Sunday when we were boothing, the girls, I had all middle schoolers, obviously, and they were like, do you remember when everyone stopped when we were daisies? So they all got down on their knees by the oh tables. My and they were oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like this. Oh, my God. They're chin in their hands trying to be extra cute. So oh people would stop God. for them because they were saying exactly what you're saying. Yeah. That's crazy that they stop. noticed that. I know. It was so funny yeah it's a little depressing that they it noticed little, it but it's adorable that yes. they <laughs> figured out a workaround <laughs> but I just I'm not like, sure it worked middle school girls trying. are they're like in many many times they're too old for camp but they're too young mm-hmm. to be a counselor and that just kind of sums up the middle school experience that yeah. it's like you're too young to get a job but you're too old to be playing at the you know if you're playing at the park then the the moms are looking at you going <laughs> this is for my preschoolers yeah and there's just not a place for them and so for one it's you know the girl scouts is a place for them but i just wanted to really um put it out there to the general public to just think about that not just with girl scouts but if you have some middle schooler who's selling whatever their fundraiser is for school or whatever that even if they may look a little sloppy or you know they're not adorable maybe they're not as articulate as you would hope that a full-grown body would be that they're still kids and they need that self-esteem that they need it more than the little kids do. Little kids are constantly, I mean, you remember walking through Target and, you know, people commenting on, oh, your child is adorable. Your baby's adorable. Like, yeah. Oh, how cute. How old. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, that stops. M- middle yeah, schoolers do not happen. get that there. So they're not getting much validation. So I would just, I mean, cookie season is over, but I would really encourage people in the future that if you, to just think about that, if you're stopping outside of a grocery store and see some older rumpled <laughs> looking Girl Scouts to really, to maybe like, just consider buying from them because those are the girls that maybe need it, could benefit from that self-esteem. Because if you more. think about it, they are, it's much braver for them to put the vest on and sell yeah. than yeah. when you're a daisy. 
yeah. or a brownie is it's pretty brave to put the vest on and stand out in front of somebody where your friend might walk by and now you're outed right that you're yeah. a girl scout and it's um i don't know why there's such a negative connotation for that age group from their perspective it's not from an adult's perspective but from their perspective why they hide it you know i don't know why it's is not it, the norm you know they don't really want to be different <laughs> Yeah, even though there are 2.5 million Girl Scouts, that's not a lot when you consider the context of even this country. Yeah, that's not that many. It doesn't. So they're they're always in the minority, and just I think wearing a uniform in general, I think the uniform is sort of yeah. yeah. That was actually one of the takeaways I took from the meeting. Like we're pretty strict. Not I mean we're not really that strict, but we try to make sure they wear their vest during the meetings. Mm -hmm. But why? Like they, do we really care? I don't know. I don't really care. Like not we in always, a meeting, you know. Like we always encourage them, and like this is the time they don't wear it very often. And there are a lot. There's some pushback, or I forgot it. I forgot it. There are people who just always forget it. Like, but maybe we don't really care anymore, right? Like maybe that is one thing, one more thing we can let go of. Like obviously, when they're out selling cookies, it's a hard. Past. That's like a good idea to. for a conversation with them to say, we, yeah, we listen, may is the them. vest a big deal to you? And if that's a big deal, then fine, we're willing to let it go for the meetings. But in public, when we're, you know, if we're and attending it's a Girl Scout thing, it's, yeah, it's selling a deal cookies, breaker. selling yeah. um, nuts and chocolates. Yeah, it is an absolute. Right. I don't care so much about that either. The only the only negative I can see about that, <laughs> based on experience from the older girls, when it came time for them to need their vest, like when they got their silver mm-hmm. award. And uh, they were lost. They had to, to, like, <laughs> like they were physically lost. They, like one girl had no vest. Uh-huh. And I was like, it's because you're, you're not accountable for it on a regular basis. So you're not putting the patches on. You're not putting the pins on. And now you don't even know where it is. Right. So now you got to go in front of the uh, like entire greater Los Angeles council to receive this amazing silver award and you got no vest. But we right. have so, that experience. In a room full of everyone who's wearing one. Who's wearing one that's like Covered. legit, up to date, yeah. done. I think you we know. have that experience every year though. I know for <laughs> I for one we do. have provided a vest at least it, to at least one kid per year during cookie season so the mom could make a video or a, a take a picture of their child to post on social media on their Facebook to say, Hey, it's Girl Scout cookie season because they couldn't find it. Yeah. For the photo opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're supposed to sell cookies in your vest. You're not supposed to sell without. You can't do it without a vest, right? That is a hard and fast rule. Or a sash. Yeah. But there was a lot of borrowing of vests when we were boothing. I feel like somebody always forgets or doesn't have it or whatever. Yeah. 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 You're right. That may be a good point. Like we don't really require them to wear it. I mean, in the meeting. No, it's not necessary. But if they don't show up with it every other week, is it going to disappear entirely? And then we really need it because there was. Maybe they just have to bring it and get it checked off. And show it. (laughs) Like get it checked off on a checklist. (laughs) Right. I see your best. They should at least put it on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't care if they wear it during the meeting, Uh, but they definitely will be even more of them lost. Right. For sure. Um, Good point. So when we bridge and when we, you know, do those things. Right. Or even just the rededication ceremony or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they really don't wear it that often. No. Maybe five times a year when it's absolutely necessary. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, and even then, <laughs> and even then, yeah, someone forgets. Someone forgets. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so totally. Um, was that what else is on your list, lady? Well, this kind of ties into what I was talking about mm-hmm. before, but um, I just wanted to mention at the second to last meeting, um, Leanne, you complimented the girls. Um, oh yeah, and mm-hmm. um, about what great bonds they had formed, and they they lit up. I watched them. And they just lit up and I, I, it was a real like aha moment for me. I, and I just realized how, um, that people, people just get irritated with teenagers, you know, that's a gen, it's very easy to do. Yeah. They can be very irritating. They can be very irritating in the meetings mm-hmm. and you know, they're, they're loud in general when they're in public, they travel in packs, they're loud, they're sort of tripping over things, they're knocking things over, they're getting in people's way, they're taking up the whole sidewalk. They never stop um, talking. Yeah. And <laughs> never. it just, it really, really emphasized to me like how um, important it is for them to get positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their teachers start to get more harsh in middle school. Like they're not, they're, I don't, they're not getting really much positive feedback there at all. And um, it was, like just watching you compliment them over something that was really, it, it really deserved to be complimented. Um, it, you just, you handled that so well. And it really led me, uh, I left the meeting and thought about it a lot and thought about my own kids and about our troop and about uh, sometimes like just to be um, not the cool mom. I'm not going to be the cool mom. <laughs> <laughs> with them they're teenagers nobody's the cool mom but just to let sometimes I'm just sort of like um going along just not not being as um vocal with them because I'm just letting them do their thing and that maybe I need to step up more and offer more small compliments in the same way that the small gratitude mm-hmm. things just small compliments on a more consistent basis because they really need it yeah, I think to they thrive. Do. Well, I think thank you for the compliment uh, about my compliments. <laughs> but I think I think uh, I, I think we've talked about this before. It's important, I feel, for them to know that they have built this troop, that it is not we just facilitate what they build. We give them a direction and they do it. And even if that's not even entirely true, I think they need to feel that intrinsic value that they've built by forming these bonds, by showing up every Friday, when every other Friday, by uh, committing to activities with friends. Those things are, are they build intrinsic value. They build self-esteem. They build uh, really important friendship bonds. They it build gives them ownership. Skills. Like they, yes. they own the troop. It's not us owning the troop. Yes. It's We're just showing troop. up because they're kids and they need parents involved. You know, they need some adult. Yeah. I totally agree. So again, boothing on Sunday, um, I was thinking how you said we need to give more small compliments and probably less like we need to step in a little bit less, I think. So when I was boothing, um, there are a couple of girls who were just being goofy, not inappropriate, just goofy. They were excited. They were jumping up and down. They were being silly. And there was an older girl who was like, oh my God, they're being so annoying. And I was like, so tell them. So she did. Like she walked over 
stepped between the two of them and was like, hey, knock it off. And they kind of gave her a little pushback and she pushed right back and they sort of knocked it off. And I was like, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. They can all manage this themselves with no animosity, no trouble, and everybody still having a good time. Like, that's right. what's supposed to happen. Well, what you did like, was empower them to manage themselves yeah. instead of managing them for, for them. them. That's right. It's unnecessary. They can actually do this. Yeah. Give them the opportunity. Yeah. They'd I think rather that, listen to one another than to us. Yeah, <laughs> they had. And they can. Like, and, yeah. Like they have the ability. We need to give them that freedom a little bit. I think so. And, you know, I think there is an age where it becomes an us versus them. Mm-hmm. The leader is the leader. The leader says, be quiet. The leader says this, the leader, <laughs> instead of it being them regulating themselves, yeah. which then makes us yeah. part of them, right? It doesn't separate us from them if they're managing this. Why we try, we have a caper chart for each meeting because there are certain things that have to happen in a meeting. We have, you know, to say the Pledge of Allegiance, the Girl Scout Promise, the Girl Scout Law. And at the end of the meeting, we wrap things up if there's a craft we have people who clean up the craft or help and there's a chart not everybody has a job every meeting but there's one job called timekeeper that's been the hardest one to teach i think yeah the timekeeper is supposed to keep the meeting on track maybe we should start really focusing on that position as leaders and making that a focus of ours that whoever's the timekeeper is get we one of us runs that timekeeper until they're all up and running, running the, the meetings. Because yeah. I know last meeting, none of us were in the circle in the beginning yeah. or the end. And I liked that. I thought this should be their own circle of, you know, they hold hands at the end and sing, make new friends and squeeze and squeeze their hands to kind of complete the meeting. Mm-hmm. And usually the three leaders are in that circle with them. But maybe we should start stepping out. And let that just be their circle so that they I don't know. Start. I like the fact that we're a part of it because it shows that we are a part of that. But I like the fact that we didn't do any of it. They managed it all on their own. And I think that's what we should be aiming for yeah. is have the timekeeper be like almost like a mini leader yes. for each meeting. I think like, so. Like let them do it. And mm-hmm. like we haven't really given them the authority or ability to do that i don't know like i don't it just think we guided them i don't, I don't think i know what to maybe do. i think you're right we could do a better job at giving them more autonomy so that they could actually run the meeting yes to understand more of a part of the troop and less of a leader role yeah yeah we should try that yeah we should we should yeah i think the whole point of having a girl scout troop is to empower them to be themselves within a context of a larger group and have a voice and they all have a voice let me tell you (laughs) too much of a voice but that's good yeah that no Mm -hmm. one feels like they can't talk you know that's our job is to give them a place that's safe where their friendships are safe there's no negative i haven't seen now i haven't seen any cattiness or negativity like that kind of middle school girl bullshit that happens everywhere. I haven't seen that in our troop. Have you? Not in I a have really not. long time. No, me either. How did we do that? How did we do that? We were very conscious. I remember how we did this. You did? Well, tell me. I don't like, remember. I remember. We, like, we have been very on top of that. Starting in first grade when there was like trouble with another troop. 
And we were like, yeah, yeah, that shit don't fly. We're not having that. Remember? And we did this whole thing with the other troop. Like they're still your sisters, whether they're in your troop or not. There's not one that's better than the other. Like we've been really on top of like not accepting. That is not the culture of this troop. And when they were little and when they had snack time, we made a point Uh of having them not sit next to their BFF. They had to draw. Remember, they had to draw straws about where they sat. So they were sitting next to someone different. They got to know the different people in their troop. And then um, when they had capers on camping trips, Mm -hmm. they were matched up with somebody who wasn't their BFF. So they really got to know. They really got to have that feeling of we're all one. We all get along. I guess we worked on we, that so much so for so many years that now it does, we don't have to work on it. So I forgot. I think you're right. I feel <laughs> like yes, we aren't really working on it right now, but we don't need to. Knock on wood. I mean, they yeah, still exactly. gravitate towards yes. their BFFs. They well, still sit next to their BFFs. Okay. But, yeah. but it's not exclusive. No, um, there's right. no exclusivity. That's right. right. Yeah, I guess I forgot about that. We did. We did We've have done them. a lot. We, ha- we did. I, I totally forgot. I live in the moment. And sometimes <laughs> I really do. You're so woke, Leanne. I don't know if I'm woke. I, I don't know if I'm woke or I'm Alzheimerish. But I I feel like this happens to me a lot where I'm so in this moment, I've forgotten the moments that that, that got us here. That got us here. I yeah. really do. Because I'm just right here. So you're right. We spend a lot of time organizing yes. and controlling mm-hmm. their social so that now we're in a place where we don't control their social hardly at all. Right. We don't need to. No. We've put in all the tools and all the things so that they understand. Yeah, I think we worked really hard at it. And I think actually that is one of the best things about this troop. Yeah, Um, it is really great. Really, really proud of these girls. Like it doesn't matter who you are. No. They don't care. No. So what I complimented the troop on, I'll tell the listeners Yep, Kirsten was talking about. And this is my daughter, so... Mm caveat there I was complimenting my daughter but I actually didn't compliment my daughter just to at all until this meeting I I just told this she had no idea what I was talking about could you tell by her face she didn't know what I was talking about I held this tight on purpose until we got to the meeting so we go to our local middle school and many of our troop members go to the same middle school it's sixth seventh and eighth grade Isla's an eighth grader and I was dropping her off in the morning and a sixth grade girl in our troop was walking with a huge project like she was carrying like a volcano. It wasn't that, but like a big project. She lives across the street from school, but it's a little bit of a walk. Uh, so Isla hops out of the car, says goodbye to me and just stands there and waits on the sixth grade Girl Scout and helps her into the school. And in that moment, I thought, wow. There's no reason those two girls would be friends. They're sixth grade and eighth grade. They don't do anything together except Girl Scouts. That was really nice that uh, that Isla stopped and waited on Jillian and helped her in. That's directly related to our troop and how we are friends in our troop. I'm going to tell this story to the troop because I believe any other girl in this troop would do that for any other girl in the troop. Like any eighth grader would do it for any sixth grader, seventh grader for an eighth grader. They all would do that for each other. I really believe that. And they all lit mm-hmm. up as though you were um, specifically complimenting each of them because mm-hmm. of the way that you told it. It wasn't just like, oh, good for Isla. No, it had she nothing, actually nothing right. to do with Isla. Yeah. 
It had to do with the dynamic that we, the girls included, we all created and have maintained. That was what I was trying to get across to them, that they should be proud of the relationships they'd created because that's what caused Isla to do that with Jillian. And Jillian met her with such a smile and was so happy to have her help. And it was just a wonderful moment I got to witness. And I really do believe it would have happened with any two or three girls in our troop mixed in any way. Um, And that's something to be proud of. So if you have a Girl Scout troop, I... Fuck the badges. <laughs> That's really what it should be about, right? Mm-hmm. Is this group of girls who are mindful, right? That's really mindfulness. Is Isla was mindful that her Girl Scout sister had her hands full and could use a hand. That's just mindfulness. So if all of these girls walk away in 12th grade with a, this mindfulness of other people, that's a huge accomplishment. Um mm-hmm. I am so proud of what we've done with this troop. I forget all the stuff that we've done. Clearly, I forgot that we drew names to sit next to each other for snack. I totally forgot about all that stuff. But we, the three of us, and Sandy and Lynn, who Sandy and Lynn were both leaders at one mm-hmm. point in time as well, have really built something. We have built a community, not only with the kids, but with the parents too, in a certain mm-hmm. way. And that is something really to be proud of. So anybody thinking about being a Girl Scout leader, leader, I would I would encourage you to think about it from that perspective. Because when we started our, our troop, I know we talked about this on the last episode, we started it thinking, who do we want to build this with? You know, and, and in a selfish way, who do we not want to build this with? Who do I not want to have to deal with? You know, <laughs> who do I not want in this troop? Not the children. Yeah. The adults. Right. We... We do do have a nice group of parents, like Uh a particularly nice group of parents. Yes, we do. We have a great group of parents. They're very helpful. They're very invested. And um, And nice people. Nice people. Mm -hmm. And they all seem to be like-minded. Yeah. So, I don't know. We're super lucky. We're so lucky on so many levels. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a dream. I've really enjoyed it. Even when it sucks, I've still enjoyed it, right? Yeah, me too. Have you? Yeah. Have you, Kathy? Have you really enjoyed it? Yeah, I'm happier now that cookies are over. But yeah. <laughs> I know Kathy does. We all, all are. Though. She does <laughs> all the heavy lifting with cookies. Bless her heart. I'm her. No, it's quote, not even cookie that. chair, co yeah. chair. But I pick up the packet and pretty much show up at the end. That's what I feel like I do. Everything is. I get life takes over for me in cookie season. I don't know why. Like this past week, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be the leader boothing on Sunday or Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. S- Saturday, Saturday. No, Saturday. 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 Yeah, and yeah, I forgot high school softball. Yeah, they just added two games on Saturday. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't go. But I'm the only parent here. I don't have anybody else that can take her It's an hour away. And it's exactly when we're boothing. So I can't. So it's a bummer. I feel like I dump that on Kathy every year. I'm sorry. That's it. I can't. It's not on purpose. I, I know. It's fine. It's really fine. It's all fine. But it is probably my least favorite activity of Girl Scouts. It's cookies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy with The good news over. is cookie season and your physical are both over. <laughs> it's true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Two of the worst things. Missions is, accomplished. Oh, all, all, up, all downhill from here. That's right. It's yeah. just a breeze. Kathy can hibernate for the rest of the year. 
nice. I know. Going on vacation. It's such hard work. No, these cookies, 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 cookies. The cookies aren't that hard. It's the parents and the money and the organizing. And I need more and I need more and picking up from the cupboard. It's none of it's hard. It's just right. Minutia. None of it is hard. It's just a lot. It is a lot. But and I keep saying, let me do it. Let me do it. And you know, I got it. I got it. And then she says, I have softball. I know, right? The There's one time. Oh, I have to go skiing. Oh, I'm going to be in London. Oh. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't have a great track record. You do not have a good track record. Don't have a great track record. <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that. But I am fabulous at giving speeches. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I've been swearing in You in for the compliments. <laughs> leaves. Like. I'm the mic dropper. And yeah. mic drop. Okay. See you guys next week. <laughs> Nice. All right. Well, now we know where we stand. No, I think we compliment each other very well. I do feel yes. sometimes that I am very uh, overpowering sometimes in the meeting. I'm 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 a fire hoser. I had an episode. It wasn't you on this episode. I was talking to my therapist about how I was talking to Georgia at one point, and apparently I'm I fire hose people where I get really intense and I say positive or negative things but really intensely with a lot of like intensity and sometimes that doesn't work for people who have anxiety problems <laughs> so she was like you're just a fire hoser that's who you are but sometimes you need to not fire hose and I thought what a great visual because she's absolutely right so sometimes I feel like I go to Girl Scouts and go okay open a valve fire hose <laughs> you got anything else to say you got anything else to say good let's go and I've now, not giving anybody else a voice because I've just fire hosed everything. It's not intentional. But now that she's brought it to my attention in that way, I think I'm going to try to be less fire hosey. We'll see how that goes. That's just part of our routine, though, in Girl Scouts. Yeah, and I don't it's like, think okay, it's, Leanne yeah. gets it started. It says, okay, this is what we're going to do. But I mean, there have been plenty. You've missed a lot of meetings that not. Not a lot, but you've yeah. missed uh, some, enough, enough. You've missed no, a lot. But I mean, meetings. you were out of town and you've had some things going on. So yeah. and it's not that those things don't get said when you're not there, you know, just like, not as well. And I don't <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Mic drop again. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> joking, clearly. <laughs> Only sort of joking, clearly. No, I'm joking. I know that I know it's fine when I'm not there. I don't need to be there. I don't have that kind of like I must be there or nothing will be done. I don't feel like that because I think the three of us are a good team. That's another thing. Yeah. I can't imagine being a leader for this many years with someone that you don't work well with. It's not it's not fun for either person. Right? For the other person that you're not yeah. working well with, they can't be at going home going, "Well, that went great." You know, it doesn't work. It's really important that you find the right teammates. Right? Yeah. And everything in life, but especially with something where you have to be so selfless. I mean, you really do have to be selfless to be a Girl Scout leader. You have to, don't you think? No. <laughs> I guess me. so. I mean, it sounds like, you know, toss, toss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it should sound like toss, toss. It should sound like toss, toss. This is a big commitment. It's not a small commitment. I don't think I, I think know, but it's a it just huge commitment. I guess, I guess it makes us sound more saintly than we are. I, I often go into a Friday when we have a meeting, thinking, "Oh, I, I can't do this today. I've got too much on the go." Oh, like just sort of like, oh, same here. Mildly yeah. resentful of the meeting, 
Um, and then when I get there, it's gone. Yeah. It's just that there's so many plates to spin. It's Friday after school when we've all had really busy weeks. We're often going into really busy weekends. So I'm certainly not saintly like, oh, I'm very selfless and I'm giving uh, Oh, yeah. Like, no, me neither. Yes. Oh, I feel the no, same way too. it's very human, but it is yeah. still very giving. Yeah. I definitely feel yeah. that way. Yeah. Especially when... My daughter, our meetings are from 4 to 5.30 and my daughter gets out of softball at 4.30. And I go, okay, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> this is really frustrating. Like, I don't want to blow this off. Like, I missed two softball games for World Thinking Day. And it was the one game where Georgia hit a triple, <laughs> got two RBIs, like, and played like the best game of her life. And the first thing she said to me when she got in the car was, of course, neither of my parents were at this game. And then the next oh, day, she yeah. didn't have great games. And I think she was bummed because I had missed the good games and came for the games that were just okay. You know, but what can you do? Right. What could I, I wanted to go to World Thinking Day. I really wanted to. I didn't get to go last year. I was out of town or something. That's the problem that's with having more than with, one kid. Like, a parent, as a parent, <laughs> like yeah. you're always choosing whether it's work or Girl Scouts or whatever, like you have to make a choice and it sucks. It does suck. And I'm at like, the softball field constantly it's not like i i'm at every single game that i can possibly be at so it's not like i don't ever go to a ball game i was sitting in 49 degree windy <laughs> overcast for seven and a half hours on saturday and i thought i was going to die i stopped drinking water because i could not pull my pants down again in that weather <laughs> to go pee I was like, if I have to undress again to go pee, I'm going to die. I'm going to come out an ice cube. And it's not even that cold. I know in Minnesota, it's not a big <laughs> deal. But in California, 49 degrees in the middle of the day is cold. And I was like, this is my penance for going to World Thinking Day the day before. <laughs> so I'm sitting here freezing my ass off watching a mediocre ball game and getting us both. They, they like got creamed both games. So anyway. It, it is, we are not perfect people. We definitely make mistakes mm -hmm. and it's not always fun. And I don't always want to go. And I sometimes get really frustrated with the parents. And um, sometimes I get really frustrated with the kids. But overall, the overall yeah. feeling is very selfless, very giving, and focused on building this community in this positive place. But yeah, I, you're right. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want anybody to think that I walk on sunshine and shit rainbows because I do not, <laughs> in fact, do either. And neither do you. And uh, nobody does. I hate going to the leader meetings. I hate it. I hate it. And I don't go Rock, as paper, much as... scissors for Thursday. I, is it this Thursday? Yeah. I think I can go. Wait. I'll look on my calendar. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, sure I can go. Um, I okay. have something Wednesday night. I'm pretty sure I can go Thursday. So I try to go every time I can. I know the last couple times I had like a school event. Like one time I had to go to for something. And yeah. so I was like, it's the same time. So, and I, I don't have another parent to send yeah. to. So it's me or nothing. So yeah. Anyway, what else should we say about this? Anything else? I don't know. I think we've said a lot. Yeah, we have. We're going camping soon. So parents oh, were asking me about that. Actually, I know are we I was, still going. I'm like, yes. I'm gonna going to send an email. Uh, I'll send an email 
in a little bit. I'll tell you afterwards. I have some top secret intel. Sweet. But not for the mic. Not for the mic. <laughs> oh, hot um, topic. <laughs> but now let's talk about going forward. Just because we're talking about Girl Scouts and maybe somebody who's a leader can benefit from this. Anybody mm. that's bored, I apologize. Um, next year, we're going to have more girls in high school. Mm-hmm. We are already having a lot of girls miss our Friday. Should we think about this is a this is a way leaders have to work. We used to meet right after school, walk over from school in elementary school, have a meeting. I don't even remember what day it was. Like Tuesday. Tuesday. It started on Tuesday. Yeah, it was early it Tuesday. It was early Tuesday. release day. That's right. And then we moved it to Friday for some reason. Very recently, like only about a year ago, I think. Oh, we moved it to Friday when we moved to middle school. Yes. When the older girls moved to middle school. Yes, so a couple two of years, years ago. ago. So it's been three years ago. Three years. We moved to Friday because we thought Friday afternoons would be the best bet to get the most people there. Um, And we moved it a little later. So we didn't we did it right after school when they were younger and had snacks for them. So they would come in, have a snack slash social time, and then we'd start our meeting. And then we moved to Fridays and we you school gets out around three and we moved it to four so that girls that are at other schools that are maybe 30, 40 minutes away would have time to get there. And have a snack before, although they have requested that we reinstate the snack <laughs> <laughs> recently. So we maybe should discuss that because I can tell you this for the 10th grade girls, snack is key. Now they meet at Starbucks before the meeting and have 30 minutes before the meeting to snack and get their social on. And then when they show up, the meeting is one hour. They do not want more than one hour. Um, although sometimes I have to have more than one hour and I'll tell them ahead of time, this is going to be a longer meeting and they can tolerate that, but they don't like it more than an hour and they want to be able to hang out afterwards and continue to socialize. So I don't think it gets better, the socializing as they get older. I think it gets kind of worse where you have to compartmentalize, not worse, but no, but I think, but I think that's part of the dynamic. Yeah, it is. You're like, okay, so an hour and a half, you get 30 minutes, go to Starbucks, be social and then come prepared. Yeah. Like, I think that's so important to understand that that's where they are. It is where they are. hundred percent. And, like, they and all... you're, they're never going to come. They're not going to participate if you're trying to make that not happen. So you're right. It's, that is important. So Every once in a while, one girl yeah. will be like, we usually re- meet around 10 30 so they get dropped off at like starbucks at 10 and sometimes a girl is like i'm just too tired i'll meet you 10 30 and they'll sleep in Mm -hmm. and the other three will go and have coffee i don't care don't care i don't care i just need you here at 10 30 and if you don't come by the way i don't care about that either right so it's up to you is you all on your terms um and the older they get this is really frustrating the more flexible i've had to be about when we can meet because this week someone has water polo. Next week, now I only have four girls in that age group. So it's a little easier. But we have had our most consistent time is about 1030 Sunday. But it doesn't, it's not probably three of the four meetings a month are 1030. And then one has to be like 530 at night. We have spaghetti dinner and have, and then like this past weekend had to be 1115 and I have to be really flexible with that age group. So I don't know how we prepare for our larger group because we have, what, 18? Right. I don't know how that's going to be possible to be that flexible with a larger group. I, I don't think group. it will be. I don't think so either. But we have to figure out what time right. is most likely for them to be able to do it. 
in the weekend. You know, Kathy was Georgia's former leader is another Kathy. Um, and she had her meetings on Friday night at like from, from I think it was 6.30 to 8, which sounds bad, but everybody came because sport, sports are already over. But they're yeah. not in high school. She didn't have high schoolers that That's came. That's true. They weren't in high school. Because I think that Good won't point. work for Good high schoolers. Point. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Mm. Like, that's the tricky part. Like, how do we find a time where they're not busy? Or there's, or... A majority Or Girl not. Scouts will be chosen over whatever other activity is out there. Well, like, I'll that's the tricky part. I'll tell you the hard thing, the hardest thing to be chosen over is sleep. So that's I the hard part. Totally believe that. My kid would sleep. not. Yeah. It, that's the hard part for this, these teenagers. They had rather sleep. So they're really dragging themselves out of I mean, literally, they look, they come in their pajamas and they look disheveled and like makeup smear. <laughs> they look like hungover. <laughs> so like, it's 1030. I'm not asking you to be here at eight. But 1030 is, er, they're exhausted. I mean, two of my girls play water polo and get up at, one of them has to be in the pool at five. Yeah. And so on Sunday, she just wants to sleep. I totally get it. And then I have other girls who are theater. So they're in the night and it's just been really hard. So we have to think about that going forward. How do we retain? We just have to continue mm -hmm. to be flexible and to listen to them. Yeah. And to, and to be flexible about them missing a lot of them yeah. and not, you know, not being there for every meeting. Right. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. I want like, yeah, what are we going to do? I don't know, because I really want this group to stay together as much as Me I too. can for the group's sake, for the girl's sake. So how do we how do we do that? Make it work for us because it has to work for us or mm -hmm. we can't have a meeting. And make it work for them. And how in the hell am I going to run both troops on a Sunday? That's going to suck. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess this wasn't very interesting to talk about on the podcast, but we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Um. Well, it's been so fun doing this with you guys. Uh, we have gotten the privilege of becoming yes. better friends, not only from Girl Scouts, but from Wife of the Party, Tosca. <laughs> <laughs> but... What memories we've created together with these girls of all yeah. the camping trips and the concussions and the flu and the <laughs> getting you know, screamed at by old Lord. men. At, yes. Well, oh, you guys, boothing. wait till you hear the story from Boothing on Saturday. I cannot wait. I'm not going to tell it because the girls are so funny. When they tell the story, they had an experience with an older woman and two really hot guys. Oh, um, <laughs> oh my God. And they're going to tell it? Oh, yeah. They are they're hysterical because they replayed the situation that happened 30 seconds before 15 times after it happened. Oh, my God. It was freaking hysterical. This old lady was hitting on these two young hot guys. Oh, it's my God. Really funny. An old lady was hitting on two hot guys. It now, was, is the old lady like my age? Oh, no. Because to them, they'll... She, no, no. She was significantly <laughs> older. Um, she was very cute and very aggressive. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really funny. I wow. can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> it was very amusing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyway. let's wrap up by let's just talk about some of the amazing things we've done as a troop. Okay? Mm -hmm. We spent the night at the zoo. Two. Zoos. Two. Two zoos. 
We've spent the night at Discovery Zone, right? Uh, yes. We've how many camping trips have we been on? <laughs> lots and lots Probably of camping trips. Twelve? Yeah. Cabin camping, tent camping. No, it's been more than that, I more feel like. That. Yeah, it would be at more least than that. Easily two, if not three, a year for a long time. For eight years. So yeah. We've done Knott'sberry Farm. We've done laser tag. Mm-hmm. We've had a women's panel. Mm-hmm. We held a women's panel of professional women and had them speak to the girls about what it's like to be a woman in mm-hmm. the world. Um, we've adopted a family from our local school district every year for the holidays. Three or four years yeah. running. And bought gifts for their family. Lots of um, community service. We've done um, cleanup at the Sepulveda Basin. Mm-hmm. Um, We've made, um, what are they called? The bags for blessings homeless. Bags. Blessings bags for the homeless. We've done Repeatedly. that a few times. We've worked in the food yeah. bank multiple times. We've gone to the mm-hmm. bunny shelter. <laughs> <laughs> we went to a local art gallery. Remember that local uh, art yeah. gallery down the street? We've mm-hmm. gone to see... Didn't we walk to see we the went, Amelia Earhart statue? Mm-hmm. We went to the other um, ceramics place, too. Oh, yes. We that had art studio. That's right. We went to ceramics art studio. Hiking. We've been to Catalina. To, there's been a lot. Miss Shannon yeah. sewing. Mm-hmm. We've done a lot. What else? There's more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, three we bridged. San yeah. Three years in yeah. a row. We went to San Francisco and bridged over the Golden Gate Bridge. Thank you, Halston. That was a huge one. I totally <laughs> yeah. forgot. Only the biggest thing that we've totally done. Totally forgot that one. Um, what else have we done that's been really cool? Um, I don't know. Now that you put me on the spot, I'm like, I, I feel know. like we've done a lot. We've done a death hike. We've done a death, <laughs> death hike. hike. Yes. The legendary death hike. The yeah. legendary death. What'd you say? Oh, uh, well, oh, well, that, that was wasn't in our award. troop. Yeah. But yes, my daughter earned her silver award. They earned their bronze award. They made a mm-hmm. public service announcement about joining Girl Scouts. Yes, and the younger girls yeah. made a um, built a butterfly garden um, at their elementary school. That's right. That's yeah, great. but and they also did the um, oh no, I guess that was for a badge the um, the booklets we made that you guys distributed at Wallawi. Oh yeah, the camping booklets. Yes. Remember camping booklets? Yeah. Um, we did Easter baskets. They're asking if we want to do them again. So we oh, should talk about that. Yeah, we should. We want to do that. Um, um, Easter baskets for underprivileged, I guess, yeah. people, people who needed them. Kids who, yeah. Um, we've, yeah, we've, we've given to their, commi- to our service unit community service for Thanksgiving several times, mm-hmm. right? To buy baskets of food or compiled baskets of food to donate. What else have we done? Um, Three world thinking days. We built a birdhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Three world thinking days. That's amazing. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Lots of camping. Lots and lots of camping. Um, yeah. Lots of fun. We've had a it really has been good lots of fun. cooking too. Yeah. Lots of, oh, lots of yeah. cooking. We've been to the, the theater. We've been to the Amundsen Theater several, several times, times. Um, with our troupe. Um, yeah. We've done a lot, actually. We have done a lot. lot. We should look through our pictures and really make a list. Just make a list and give it to the girls and say, these are the things you've done. Mm -hmm. Like, feel the weight of that. That's a really big deal. Really count how many camping trips, how many community service days, how many times we've adopted a family. We made um, toys for a dog shelter. Um, homemade dog shelter toys. Oh, and the, we had the yeah. the therapy dogs. Yes. Come. Oh, yeah. oh my God. For that children's was one of my hospitals. Favorite yeah. things. 
when the kids were so little and the dogs were so big. big. (laughs) They were. were, What are those dogs called? Uh, Newfoundlands. Newfoundlands. And the kids were like kindergarten, first grade. Yeah, they were so little. They were tiny kids then. Yeah. That was cool. (laughs) We should make a list of all the things and give it to them and just say, just so you know, this is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. See if there's... We should do that in preparation for next year. I think so. I think that would be a really great thing to do. We can just go through the Shutterfly site, probably, and get a lot of that off there because I think it's important to look at your body of work. And for someone like me who lives in today, (laughs) it's easy for me to forget that body of work and to really look Mm -hmm. at it as one piece is pretty powerful. Oh, they went to the wildlife way station and got to mm-hmm. pat some wild animals and see the fennec fox yeah. and the armadillo. And I don't even remember all the animals. It was amazing. We've had some backyard movie night. We've, um, oh, yeah. What are all those end of the year? We had a game night. Remember, we were in the like, what was that challenge? Like a million minute game challenge or something uh-huh. i do remember it was a this. long time that ago was a long time ago we had a we tea party for for we a lot a of people party. yep we've hosted bingo um big bingo tournament remember when we had to bring a friend to the troop meeting yes. a long, long time, time ago. ago yeah i was like I, that was Carter. actually the tea party i thought you were talking about Remember we did that tea party too. Yes, that was the other one. And that was before. That was when, different. That was when they were daisies, mm-hmm. and someone brought Carter uh-huh. as a guest. It was adorable. Sam Bernard brought Carter Aww, as uh-huh. a guest. It was really cute. That's funny. We should go look through those pictures and really see, show the girls what they've done. There's a lot. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There is a I lot. Mean, eight years worth. That's a long time. Well, thank you, ladies. For being on this journey with me. <laughs> Thank together. you. Yeah. It's been really great. Oh, I have something for you. I have a gift, but you have to open it. <laughs> okay. My, oh, is it a penis? That's funny. <laughs> it's a penis. It's another penis. You guessed that's it. That's awesome. But open it so people it's can see it. I love it. It's for camping. It's, it's a camper, yeah. It's for camping because we're going camping in April. Woohoo. I saw this on your counter. I know. I know you. Did. I love it. It's awesome. That's super cool. Thank you. So Thank you. show the camera. Wife of the party. Can you, oh can you see it here? It's so cute. So, wife of the party. Love it. 12 ounce insulated coffee mug. Oh. I'm going to put them on my website for sale. Awesome. Love They're a little pricey. I apologize, but they cost me a lot. So I'm making like five bucks a mug. So don't kill me. They're like, I'm going to have to sell them for like 25 bucks, but they cost me 20 bucks. So yeah, but that's like a normal price for one of these. I think it is, but so, I feel bad. I feel like oh. it's, that's, I, that's why I didn't order them forever. I was like, nobody's going to pay $25 for a mug except for me. But <laughs> I, I, here's a hint. I love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you guys for always coming on this podcast, for always saying yes to every mm-hmm. kooky thing I asked, reading books to climbing rocks, to Girl Scouts, to everything. So I appreciate you always saying yes. Thank you very much. It's been a great journey. You two have been my most regular guests, I think. And um, (laughs) I just appreciate it very much, Um, very much. So enjoy your mug. Here's a helpful hint. I fill it with hot water. And then dump the hot water out and put yeah. the coffee in and it stays hot longer. It's like a thermos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it stays hot without doing that, but it seems to stay hotter longer. longer. That's smart. So 
Just a tip. Anybody who buys one, too. Nice. <laughs> Life is such a gift and a privilege. Mm-hmm. And we are so lucky to live in this country where we have freedom of choice. And part of those choices is who you get to spend your time with. And as an almost 50-year-old person, I choose to spend my time with really good people. Like good people. Everyone's flawed. All three of us, four of us, if you count Halston, in this room are definitely flawed. But at the end, in the middle... In the very core, you guys are some really good people, really good people. And I'm so blessed to have you in my life. Well, likewise. So thank well, you. Thank you. You guys are good eggs. Thank yeah. you very much. We're Actually, all good eggs. I feel eggs. that way about our girls, too. I like, feel that yeah, way, too. Yeah. There's not a bad egg in the bunch. Well, maybe nope. one. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, just There's not Isla. a bad egg. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. That's true. The most disruptive one is Isla. She may not complain, but no. she definitely disrupts. That no. for that not girl, the most disruptive. No, definitely not the most. Well, you know, I said this on the last podcast. They are good girls. They every are. single one of them. They are. And my motivation when I started this troop is not what the motivation is now. When I yeah. started it, I needed Isla to have a level playing ground somewhere where she wasn't the worst student in the class figuratively and <laughs> literally. Uh, so I thought if I can take the, the high achieving peer group and move it over here where there's the playing ground is different. We're just being social and we're made doing crafts and we're learning things not by reading, then that will help her feel like everybody else in the group. Because I recognized very early in kindergarten, she was not achieving like her mental peer group was achieving. So my intention in the beginning was that it was really about leveling Isla's playing field. But my intention for this has completely changed, obviously. And it's really more about the whole group than it is about my kid. But thank you, dyslexia. <laughs> for right. bringing me to this, this place gift, right because it has mm-hmm. been a real gift and uh that is one of the gifts of dyslexia to me is that we started this together mm-hmm. and we've created this community together so really it is all isla <laughs> <laughs> i mean really i never would have gone to kathy and go hey you want to start a girl scout troop if it hadn't been for isla really it was georgia because georgia Joined a Girl Scout troop, and I went, hey, wait a minute. That might be really good for this little girl who's struggling in school. Hmm. Maybe I should do that. So really, I should thank Georgia. Anyway, thank (laughs) you, ladies. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I think that we should.